ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unhappy Cyclops, where we keep an eye on Dallas. I'm one of your hosts, Go, here with uh, the most photogenic man in the DFW. You know him as Hello. the Iceman. I like ice cubes. Yes, you do. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good I'm to see you. I'm doing good, man. Today is like the first super nice day outside. It's super sunny. Yeah. And Dallas has been very icy lately. And we yes. have our first summer, not summer, springy, <laughs> springy. Uh, day today. And well, you know it's going to awesome. be freezing probably on Tuesday again. Yeah, but you we know? just got to enjoy now how it is. But this is how that Texas weather is, you know? You never know. What we do know is we have today uh, with us a very special guest. She is a local artist, painter, and teacher. She's here with us. Her name is Brie Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Texas. Milan. Milan. I think the Mexican and us were like, Milan. For a second, I was like, We like literally talked for 10 minutes about how to say it, Milan. And they were like, Milan. That's like the best thing that could have happened. Honestly, like sometimes I wish it was Milan because it sounds cooler. It sounds Italian, like Milan. You could say it that way if you wanted to. People would believe you. I might change it. I guess so, but I do like the phonetics of Milan, you know. Uh, so she's here with us. How's it going? Good. We had a little a little photo shoot uh, up in the sunny side, Dallas. Yeah, man, I did not wear the right clothes today. I am like. You are wearing warm. yellow though, which is which is Sun very shiny. appropriate. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We are here, the Unhappy Cyclops. We're really happy to have you. Um, we actually met at uh, Corina Grove's concert, right? Our previous guest. Yes. And it was like, you know, uh, oh, hey. Serendipitous meeting. Exactly. I was there to watch Corina. So was Brie. And you girls are like BFF slash related, right? Yes. So we all got Cousins, to know each sisters, other. something or other. Something or other. Yeah. Nobody knows. Like their grandparents fall in the Alamo, right? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so know each other. Something like that. If you go to the, to, to the Austin Library, you know, the, the State Library, then I'm sure you'll find there the story. Um, but we are here today, and uh, we wanted to check yeah. her out on Instagram. That's at uh, Brie Milam, and that is B-R-I-E-M-I-L-A-M, -M, right? Mm. They can check you out there. Also at BrieMilam.com. Yep, that's Same my thing. website. Find her there. Find us at Unhappy Cyclops. Mm. You know the story goes. Um, Brie? Yes. We're going to get started with your origin story. Awesome. So we're going to give you the platform, hand you the mic, play the beat. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah. Um, I actually have not been painting for that long, and I have not wow. been teaching for that long. I was always creative, I like to say. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I would doodle as a kid and draw and stuff like that, but I really didn't get into painting until maybe, honestly, just about four years ago now. I was honestly working a corporate job. I was in recruiting. Um, I was, actually at the time that I started painting, I was an executive assistant at a technology company, which is crazy to think wow. about now. That's so not my life anymore, but I honestly was really unhappy in that job. I didn't quite realize it. I mean, I did, but I needed something creative. And I was kind of in the process of finding myself, of just figuring out who I was, what mm -hmm. I like to do, you know, who do who did I want to be? Right. I wasn't happy where I was. So I started painting. I would go home at night. I just picked up some watercolors at, I don't know, Michael's or something. You know, it was like that white little like flip open flip set <laughs> that you get in like Crayola kindergarten <laughs> yeah i mean i had no idea i was just like i just want to do something fun and crafty so i got that it was like rose art you know like yes <laughs> seriously it was so cheap it was like five bucks and 
so I would just, I didn't have a desk or anything in my apartment either. I just would paint on the floor. It was kind of like my chill time, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I would just relax, unwind. I would set my phone down. At work, I had to be like plugged in all the time. Even like at night, sometimes I'd have to be like answering emails. And so I just really needed that like me time where I was not plugged into anything. So I would sit there and I would paint and it was just so relaxing. It was like, it was mindfulness and I didn't even realize what mindfulness was at the time. And now it's such an important part of my mm-hmm. message and what I do, but it was awesome. And then... Did you ever paint your boss's head and then throw darts at it back then? <laughs> no. As, as you're relaxing. <laughs> I'm just painting. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. No, 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 no. Honestly, like, I loved her. She taught me so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't the right job for me, you know? Right. So... I was doing it for myself and then I started posting it on Instagram back when like my Instagram wasn't Mm -hmm. anything that I worried about, you know, just like my friends were following me, Mm -hmm. like 200 people. So I would just post, you know, like a quote that I had painted or like a little night sky or something like that. And Mm. people were responding really well to it. They're like, oh, this is so cool. And I would get a lot of feedback in person, like, oh, I'm like seeing that you're painting. I think that's really awesome. And um, I was also in therapy at the time in this like therapy group. And there was this turning point where I was in the group and I was chatting with some of the girls. And one of the new girls that had come into the group, she said to me, oh, like, I didn't know, you know, what you did for work. I thought you were an artist when I first met you. And in my mind, Mm. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe I am an artist, you know, like, and I'm just I just don't know it yet. Like, I just haven't been doing the work of an artist but like at the core maybe that's who I am so that really changed everything for me and I thought like okay I'm gonna start pursuing this I'm gonna see if I can kind of change the course of my life and I quit my job got an internship at a design agency because I thought like okay maybe I'll like just switch my career path Mm -hmm. a little bit you know I'll just do something more creative I ended up doing project management for that agency I didn't even do like the art any any design yeah (laughs) because that's like where my skills already were but I I was still painting on my own Mm -hmm. I just slowly was building up more and more work and posting better stuff I was learning did you ever interact with you know the artists that you were there because you were there in the agency so at least it's a a bit of a segue where you're surrounded by it yeah and it was a small agency so there was I think eight designers and Mm -hmm. I would sit next to them sometimes and just learn kind of like what they were doing but they were graphic designers and so I realized I don't think I really want to do graphic design I want to do fine art you know Mm -hmm. I want to paint I want to use physical physical materials Yeah. yeah I mean, that computer-aided stuff is cool, too, and I still do some of it, but, yeah. No, we hate it. We hate <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, I just love painting is what I realized. Uh-huh. And so, eventually, I just decided to really go for it, yeah. and I quit everything. I was doing, like, freelance copywriting, still kind of, like, making money mm-hmm. doing with some of my other skills, but... I did an art show and got a really good response from that. And um, I got some clients that wanted me to do illustration stuff for them. So it's kind of like freelancing. Yeah, yeah, as an artist. And I just thought, like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I was painting every day. I was learning new skills. Um, at a certain point, I was like, I think I've gotten pretty good at this. Nice. Maybe I can teach it to other people because... Um, when I was younger, right out of college, I 
was teaching kids. So I had already like had some experience with teaching and I mm-hmm. thought, let's just see if I can teach adults, you know, yeah. like, let's just see what happens. So you give them wine. They're like just big kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what we did. Um, so I had some friends that owned a event space and they had wanted to do a daytime event and it just worked out perfect. So we put it out there. Hey, there's going to be a watercolor workshop on a Saturday afternoon. Mimosas. Yeah, it sounds like such a fun event to go to as well. You know, the weather is nice. You're out there. You're looking at fine art, you know. Yeah. Mimosa in hand. I mean, I honestly really didn't make any money from the event because I didn't know what I was doing yet. You know, I like bought all these supplies and everything, but it sold out. We had like 30 people come. Like every seat was filled. I was super nervous, you know, because I was like, gosh, like I have never like stood in front of this many people and just talked and acted like I knew what I was doing. But it worked out so well. It gave me so much confidence. And afterwards, people were coming up to me like, oh, this was so fun. You know, I feel like I learned a lot. You know, how can I learn more from you? And so that just like spurred everything. I did several more workshops that year. And I've done probably, I want to say like 20 to 30 workshops since then. And it's become a huge part of my business. I found that I really, really love teaching. And more than that, I just love getting to spread this message of making art as a form of self-care, as a form of mindfulness, like a way to unplug. Because when you're painting, you can't do anything else. Like you have to focus. Mm -hmm. It's a single task thing. You cannot multitask when you're painting. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you lose what you're doing, especially with watercolor because it dries and then you can't change it. Like you can't paint over it like you can with acrylic or oil. So it's this medium where you have to be super mindful and it's so relaxing. And that's just like my whole hope when people come to a workshop is that they leave feeling so relaxed and like this is something that they could do as a hobby or or even just gives them a new perspective on how they can approach different things in their life by just like hyper focusing on them mm-hmm. and not having like a million things going on in your head. So And it's amazing because that's how it that's how it was for you. Just out of mm-hmm. serendipity, destiny, you know, a decision, whatever you want to call it, when you were in that spot where you were unhappy with something, are just Saved you know, my life, honestly. You know, yeah, it saved your life. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, it brought you hope, mindfulness. Yeah. And uh, and that's how the idea came from. That is amazing. You yeah. absolutely just answered one of the questions <laughs> of the <laughs> night. So I guess, uh, I don't know if that's like you, you get extra credit or maybe know, minus right? points. I have no idea. Do we have a score for this? I don't think we do, but we're going <laughs> to. I won the podcast. Yeah, yeah know, you, right? you, you won. won the podcast. Yes. There you go. We have a couple coins back there with the logo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yes. You get yeah. the Unhappy Cyclops uh, gift basket now that you've won the game Sweet. it is all right Iceman unplug us we're done <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> uh, when you were speaking about watercolor because i have heard yeah. that watercolor is a difficult medium mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh, tell us a little bit about your work process even though i think that you you know you touched a little bit on it yeah. but you know just whenever you're feeling creative you're going to create mm-hmm. something new for yourself you know what yeah. do you do? watercolor is notoriously a difficult medium yeah i didn't yeah. know that before i started it i thought Oh, I'm buying a $5 thing of watercolors. This is what kids do. Like watercolor is easy. (laughs) Um, It's not really. It can be. It can be easy, you know, if you stay at like a certain level. But if you want to get better at it, there's a steep learning curve. And so when I first picked it up, I learned a lot really fast. And now I'm realizing it's going to take a lifetime really to perfect this medium. And 
I kind of love that, you know, there's always going to be more to learn. I look at some artists and their work and the pieces that they can create through watercolor that are so realistic. And it's just like, it blows my mind. (laughs) Like, how did someone paint a portrait of a person with watercolor only? You know, I mean, it's crazy. Um, You have to paint layer upon layer upon layer and it can Mm -hmm. take weeks or a month. But I mean, what I paint is not necessarily in that style. So Mm -hmm. I try and let inspiration strike, you know, so I'm often inspired by nature, abstract stuff, or a lot of it comes just from my emotions and feelings and stuff that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And so that turns into an abstract painting. But then, you know, sometimes it'll be like I paint a cactus just because I think it looks cool, you know. So yeah, the process is, is always different. But I have a a desk at home I kind of set up my apartment and so that it's like my art studio and in the living room and then I've got my bedroom and everything so I can just kind of come out there and work and everything's already set up what used to buy the five dollar paints no I upgraded (laughs) Upgraded a little little bit bit. since then (laughs) no she just has like stacks and stacks of them (laughs) you know just I just go through them so fast never ending supply Yeah, I've learned a lot about um, supplies and materials. It since makes a difference then. on the canvas. Totally what, does. What brand do you use now? Or yeah, I like to use Windsor and Newton. Windsor and Newton is a really good brand, and they're pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other brands too, Daniel Smith. But what a lot of people don't know is that watercolor actually comes in a tube, mm-hmm. and so you squeeze it into that little palette basically, and then it dries and mm-hmm. hardens, and then you work with it from there. You yeah. Have to wait till it hardens, or you just yeah, because if you paint, paint with it or... wet then you waste a lot of the paint Mm. because one tube is probably like 15 bucks Mm -hmm. and it's only the size of you know like a a pink eraser basically so it's not very big and it's expensive for something that small Mm -hmm. so if you were to paint with it right out of the tube wet you're going to use it all up pretty fast so that's why you you just squeeze a little bit into that well Mm -hmm. and then you wait like two days it dries and then you go back to it really interesting Mm -hmm. yeah basically you just like dilute it and then that's what you're doing you're painting with yeah that's why it's water color (laughs) we figured it out we figured it out she won the podcast again yeah (laughs) well pretty sure you also already answered our first question so that's two for three let's see you are just kicking our butt you are kicking our butt some more questions i know we're gonna have to figure out uh the the backup questions one question i did think of when you were saying earlier as you were just starting to paint in the background and you mentioned that oh and then i just did like a a gallery showing or something Mm -hmm. so your very first one was it just pretty much everything that you've kind of just worked on up to that point or did you know you had a gallery coming up so you mentally prepared yourself good question for that gallery like yeah. knowing you're gonna do a series or something so actually the very first show I did was before that and it wasn't technically my show um my friend who I worked with I was working at this clothing boutique and mm-hmm. she is a poet and so she was writing her very first book of poetry and she saw that I had been painting and she was like hey would you paint the cover of my book so I was like yeah I mean nice. I'll come up with some stuff so I painted like tons of different things and then we picked the one that she wanted to use for the cover. But she did a um, like a book launch party and did a, a reading of five of the poems. And she was like, I would love to have you there with some of the pieces that you mm-hmm. made that we didn't use. So that was technically my very first show was her book launch party slash my art show. Mm-hmm. And we just like, we had it at the store and we post it like hung my paintings on the dressing room doors Mm -hmm. 
And it was like the first time I had shown my art and everyone was like, oh, this is so awesome. So in that case, like, yeah, I painted it specifically for her book. But the one that I was talking about was after that, it was um, it was like a group show. They do these kind of regularly. It's called um, Raw Artists Mm -hmm. Dallas. And so it's just sort of like for, you know, anyone who's basically beginning as an artist to showcase their work and you just sell tickets to the event and then you get like a i don't know 10 by 10 little piece of wall to hang your stuff and there's tons of people there so i didn't paint i mean i painted some stuff for that because i knew it was coming up i wanted to have enough work but a lot of it was just like random things that Mm -hmm. i had made i had also started doing like acrylic on canvas so i had some canvas pieces and then i also had watercolor pieces and i still do acrylic on canvas i like to do that but the watercolor is on paper so you have to you have to either frame it or you just hang it as the paper mm-hmm. so i had kind of a mix of stuff and it was it was cool i mean i had a lot of friends and family come support and i was like i'm out here now, being when, an artist nice. when was uh this show that was it was either 2000 it was probably 2017 okay three maybe 2016 yeah i get a lot out of the abstract stuff because i can project so much of my inner world onto it and it can mean something to me that no one else even has to know about you know um so for me art is really like self-expression and just like a way to get what's inside outside and And you're content with other people interpreting your art as you know however they want to i welcome that honestly because for me like the whole cathartic process is just in the making of it Mm -hmm. and i want everyone else to have that same experience so i want when someone looks at my art, like I don't care if they know what it means to me or not, I hope that it impacts them in a way, but that they can project what's inside them onto it. I guess like the opposite of this is like still art, you know? Mm-hmm. When you like draw still art, it's like, this is an apple. This is what <laughs> it you is. Know, it's not an interpretation <laughs> of your, you know, whatever yeah. <laughs> feelings or anything. <laughs> it's an apple on a table with a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's not open for interpretation. Yeah, and I think there are so many artists, like abstract or modern artists, that do have a message behind their work, right? Yeah. Like, this is what this means. Or they're trying to make something very impactful. And I honestly really admire that because they know what they want to say but for me the process of making art is really just like a healing process for me it's about getting something out there and if someone else likes it that's awesome you know like and if it means something to somebody else that's great like I hope that it does but I'm not necessarily trying to change the world with my art I'm Mm -hmm. more trying to change the world through my workshops Mm -hmm. and through giving other people the opportunity to create art as well or just create something and have that mindful experience which we will get to here in a little bit (laughs) so okay so the first question (laughs) was the following and there's a reason why i'm going to read it yeah so it is what are some of the biggest technical challenges in your medium and how have you managed to overcome them Mm. is i mean i know that you already touched on that is there anything else you want to add uh regarding um that question before we go on a break are you like nah covered done next yeah, I don't feel. I feel like we covered that. Yeah, we covered that pretty good, yeah, right? We yeah. All right, we're yeah. gonna take a break real quick, and we will be right back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our break here at the Unhappy Cyclops, where we keep an eye on 
Dallas. Eisman is with us, and also local artist, Brie. How you doing? Good. Good, good. Still good. Still good? Yeah, still good. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right back wrong. in. Yeah, <laughs> in the 15-minute break, just, you know, there's a house fire. Um, no, so the second question, Brie, is... Um, what do you wish for people to get out of your art workshops um, mm. at the Magic Hour? So I've been teaching workshops at lots of different places over the past couple of years, and Oil and Cotton is a big place where I teach them. But I just started this new series at Magic Hour, which is a super cool store. My friend Molly owns it, and she's opening a second location up in South Lake, I want to say. But this location is in Oak Cliff, and so or like the Bishop Arts area. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool store. She's got all these cool like home goods and like cool candles and sage and crystals and stuff like that. And we decided to start this series of painting workshops that are inspired by different famous artists. So the first one that we did a couple weeks ago was Matisse. Mm. So Matisse inspired watercolor workshop. And it was pretty cool because... Matisse has these collages that he did later in his life. So I started out with that. We all got to cut up paper and make our own collage. And then I had everyone kind of paint basically what they had created from the collage or paint something totally different. But it was a cool way to kind of like break up the typical watercolor workshop routine that I've been doing. So the next one that we're going to do, I think, is going to be Georgia O'Keeffe. We're going to do Frida Kahlo. Hmm. I'm not sure who else, maybe Jackson Pollock or Picasso or someone like that. But I'm really hoping that it kind of puts a new spin on creativity that also like we get to bring in some art history, teach people about artists that maybe they didn't know. There's a few names in there that I didn't recognize. Yeah, Georgia O'Keeffe is the next one. And some people know her, some people don't. But she is basically, I think they call her the mother of modernism. Yeah, (laughs) mother of dragons. (laughs) She painted a bunch of flowers, Mm -hmm. but like really close up. So it's like macro flower stuff that she did with oil painting. But she also did a lot of watercolor, which I love because there's not a lot of famous watercolor artists. So I wanted to incorporate her because that's what I teach is watercolor. And so I really like how these workshops, you know, they're watercolor workshops, right? Yep. However, you are studying artists who some of them maybe never did watercolor, right. you know, so that it's your interpretation, their interpretation, and then plus your own on a different medium to what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, what's really interesting is that what I found is that a lot of these famous artists that we know, of, like Picasso or Matisse or whoever, Monet, Manet, they are typically famous for doing oil painting. Like that was the medium of the time that was accepted as really good art but they also all did watercolor because watercolor was sort of like the practice medium Mm -hmm. and it's like the cheaper medium so you know if they were going to sketch something before they painted it they would do it in watercolor and then they would often take that painting and turn it into an oil painting like paint over Mm -hmm. it like use it as guides or something? No, just kind of like a sketch on the side, mm. like the preliminary sketch. And then they would, because watercolor, the um, surface that you have to use is paper. Mm-hmm. Like you can't paint watercolor on a canvas. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, and oil, you typically do have to paint on a canvas. I mean, you could paint it on paper, but I don't think it would work out very well. So, what about durability? As far as for watercolor. Yeah, so you kind of have to be more careful with it because it's paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing to do is, is like 
to frame it behind glass, mm -hmm. behind art glass, where it's like UV protected. I, I, when I was first getting into watercolor, I was thinking about that too, because it's like the paper is gonna fade or how does that work? But you know, it's obviously a widely practiced medium. So the people who make all these materials have already thought about all this stuff. So there's watercolor paper that is archival in quality, which means that it's not gonna yellow for like over a hundred years. It might so, be a little bit longer, but you know, I guess we'll get to working on that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your hope, right, is that like your art outlives you and like right. someone passes it on to somebody else or maybe it becomes worth something one day. And so, yeah, as long as it lasts for a while, then then you're good. You achieve yeah. immortality. That's basically what you're doing. I mean, you're right. And what you're teaching and then they spread those influences that you spread and it's just because Yes. That's an art in of itself. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to yeah. jump into the next. That was a good segment, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump into the next and last question, which comes from Iceman. Is there a particular gallery out there that you are striving to show your work at? And what is the reasoning behind this goal? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually, I don't necessarily have a goal of being represented by a gallery. I think there's a lot of artists that do want to follow that path. But for me, I like to be self-represented and I like to have a lot of conversation and connectivity directly with my clients. So mm -hmm. I really like working with interior designers or even directly with the collector to do a commission piece um, or I like to do you know, my own series that then I'll put on my own gallery show for. So I think what happens a lot with galleries, it can be really helpful for the artist who likes to just sit down, do their work, and then have someone else do the marketing for it and like have someone else reach the collectors. But for me, my message is so much more about connecting with people and especially through my workshops and um, kind of spreading that message of art as self-care and art as mindfulness. I really want to kind of run my own business. So I don't necessarily see the gallery model working for me. The other piece to that is that you have to mark up the price of your artwork so much when you're represented by a gallery because it's typically like a 50-50 split. Mm. So I like my art pricing to be approachable for people. Mm. You know, I don't want it to be only for people who have a lot of money to spend on art. Like I would rather save that money, not give it to a gallery, but just take that whole chunk out, cut out the middleman, and go straight to the collector. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So... I don't necessarily see myself being represented by a gallery at some point. I think if I found a gallery that had a similar message or goal as me that I could partner with, mm -hmm. I might be open to it. But yeah, You're like the rock band that doesn't want to sign the deal with the record label. Yeah. Totally. You know? You're too punk rock for that. <laughs> punk rock for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grassroots, indie. I'm an indie artist. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, speaking of your, uh, I saw that you uh, recently put out a piece called Rise by Lifting. Yeah. Uh, it's the abstract piece, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. can you tell uh, the listener about uh, this creation? I love that piece so much. So I partnered with Her HQ, which is a co-working space geared towards women. They were doing their pop-up space. Like, they didn't have their official space yet. And they were doing a pop-up, and they wanted to feature local artists. And so I created that piece with their message in mind, which which kind of goes hand in hand with mine, but they're very much about um, women supporting women and having a place for women to come and work and meet and connect with each other. 
and grow their businesses. And so that piece, it has, you know, two kind of like opposite facing or they're facing inward silhouettes of uh, like profiles of a woman. And then on the one side, you have one that has sort of like this crazy line drawing inside, which to me represented Mm -hmm. creativity and kind of the softer qualities of women like emotion and creativity. And and on the other side, the other woman has kind of like a grid inside of her. And to me, that represented the other side, which is like the rational side, the strong side, the logical side. I think that so often we see feminine qualities as, you know, the creative, emotional, but we have both, you know. So I wanted this to kind of show these two sides of women that work together and also how women themselves can work together. So the the name of the piece, Rise by Lifting, comes from the quote, we rise by lifting others up. And that quote was, I think, delivered towards women in mind. So, you know, we have to help each other up. We have to kind of support each other. And when we do, we all elevate. So, yeah, I love that piece. It hung in their space for about six months during their pop-up. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we didn't move it into their final space. They've, they've got a mural on the wall instead. And um, another artist, Carolina, I think her last name is Amora. Um, her, her work is really, really beautiful. So they have her work in there now. Um, but I actually still have that piece. I'm kind of debating it, like selling it. I <laughs> yeah. had it for sale for a while. Right. But now I'm like, gosh, I love that piece so much. Like maybe I'll keep it. But what about prints? Yeah, I am thinking about making prints mm-hmm. of it. I kind of put that out there on social media, mm-hmm. like... Would anyone be interested in a print of this? And a lot of people were like, yes, like I love that piece. So mm-hmm. I just have to photograph it and then and do the print thing. But yeah, and then maybe I can keep the or original. Yeah. Or if, you know, if like the right, I think the right collector approached me or the right space wanted it, then yeah, I might might be willing to part with it. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great piece and I really love the whole idea behind it. And I love the, the name as well, Rise by Lifting and the message mm-hmm. that it conveys. Yes. Yeah. if... Uh, more people live that way you know be a, the world would be a better place as well yeah and honestly that message like while it was geared towards women like it's not necessarily for women only you know i think i totally agree humans, you know? yeah all people i mean i think between the sexes like men and women we rise by lifting each other up mm-hmm. and women together and men together and yeah just people in general so you're, uh, you have some pop-ups that you do. Like, do you have a favorite spot that you like to have those, or do you just keep you just keep it different every time? So I saw, like, one of the last ones on here was at the uh, Oak Cliff Holiday Market. Yes, yeah. yeah. I um I don't do a ton of those. I used to do a lot more, mm-hmm. but I kind of got more picky because, you know, it's trial and error, and you see like which ones are successful and which ones are not. And it also depends for me on how much work I have available. So. If I've sold a lot of stuff recently, then mm. I'm like, well, I don't have a ton to show right. there, so I'm not going to do it. But um, like right now, I'm working on newer collections, and so maybe in the summer or in the fall, I'll be ready to do stuff like that. And th- that's when they're more popular anyways, is like summer and then holidays. That holiday one at Oak Cliff was awesome. Like yeah. I had so many people come by, and yeah, it was really great. Um, I'm trying to think what some other ones. I did I did one at Beatnik, which mm-hmm. is a store kind mm-hmm. of across the street from them. Or I do like little pop-up like gallery shows like that Raw Artist one or Conception Arts is another one where they bring a bunch of artists together. I did like a pop-up gallery 
just my art at Cultivar Coffee mm-hmm. in Oak Cliff. And that was super cool because I brought in one of my friends who's a musician and he did the music for it. And then I had my art on the walls. And so That's we cool. had all of our friends come in and I ended up selling quite a bit from that. So I think once I do a new collection, mm-hmm. I want to do something like that again. I mean, yeah, I like doing them just like yeah. keeping it really close to the chest and like having my spin on everything, mm-hmm. like exactly how I want it to be. So. I thought about doing it just in my apartment or someone else's house or like a cool space where we can just host it and it'll be a fun night. That's amazing. And the collaboration between artists of different mediums, you know, to create just a fun night Mm -hmm. and uh, something pretty cool out there. Have you ever painted alive before? Oh, yeah. With the artist, like, you know, in the background? I've done several times. Yeah. Um, I did one pop-up at the Fort Worth Black House Mm -hmm. and I, I painted a big canvas piece live there. There was um, a fundraiser auction that I did one time, and I painted this piece, and then we auctioned it off at the end. That was pretty cool. So I honestly really enjoy doing that. I'm totally introverted, honestly, (laughs) but in a way, like, that's nice because, like, I get to be introverted, like, at a party. Like, I get to just sit there and paint, (laughs) and then, like... I'm just like doing my thing and everyone's around, right. but I don't really have to like yeah, you're doing your have thing. conversation. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you just cover your party. face a little yeah. bit so no one sees you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like a sign above the canvas that yeah. says like, do not speak to the yeah. artist. Yeah. Yeah. Look away. <laughs> so this whole time we've been talking about watercolor, but you also do jewelry. Yes, I do. So, is this yeah. like your? Is this like something you're dabbling with, or is this like a whole new thing? Yeah, I started it last year just for fun. Honestly, okay. I was like, oh well, like I see people making stuff like this. Like I want to make it for me, and I got really into it, and I started selling it, and I sell it at a couple boutiques. Mm-hmm. I like doing it, but kind of like towards the end of the year, I was thinking like, okay, like so, what's the deal, Brie? Like, are you gonna be a jewelry artist? Are you gonna be a painter? Like, who are you? What are you doing? And I kind of just was like. I think I'm just like a maker of things, you know? I mean, I teach watercolor, and so, like, that's always going to be my first love. That's something that I'll continue to learn. Mm -hmm. But I probably will just make things of different mediums all the time, you know? I think the jewelry thing was something that I've been doing recently, and I'll probably keep doing that for a little bit. I get a lot of joy out of, like, coming up with new ideas and, like, new pieces in a way that's art to me as well. But then I'll also do a canvas piece sometimes or I'll do like I've been wanting to get into ceramics. So mm-hmm. I just kind of get I get bored, like a little bit ADHD right. with stuff. And so I want to try and learn something new. And I think it's like all in the same wheelhouse. You know, mm-hmm. it's all sure. just like creating and making stuff. Yeah. And I like collaborating with people, too. So, you know, maybe I bring my skills to a project and someone else brings their skills and then it turns into something bigger. So. As long you as I make cards that say Brie Milam, maker of things. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know what is so funny <laughs> is I was talking to my friend who is like a social media consultant uh-huh. and she was like, okay, so like, you know, think about like, what is it that you do? And like, who are you? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to like write out some ideas. And I was like writing like, you know, maker, like creator. <laughs> and <laughs> what I like wrote out and I went back and read it later. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I write? And I had written 
creator of all things. <laughs> I was like, wow, I think I have a God complex. Yeah. I am the alpha. <laughs> I am the omega. Yeah, I was like, oh my down. gosh, I cannot say that. <laughs> I didn't even realize how it sounded. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you are. I mean, a creator, you're an artist. You like of to all just, kinds of things yeah. is what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Creator of all things. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, here are the Unhappy Cyclones. We have God <laughs> with us today. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, God is a woman. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, that thing is awesome. Just because now that you even if you did jewelry, but any way that you can just put things out, as long as you're just putting things out and you're just yes. creating, no matter yes. what it is, what medium, like you're just most comfortable in watercolor because that was like your big segue into like right. the art world of creating. Yes. But jewelry, like you were saying, like, you know, anything else from sculpture. Who knows installations? Who I mean, knows? Like, yeah, you know. I would love to do a mural at some point. I actually have been talking for a long time about writing a book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's so many different kinds of art forms. And as I mentioned earlier, like my first love was singing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't right. know. Like maybe, maybe you can one sing day. Your art, you, know? <laughs> yeah. like you sing it into a robot that like moves its arm and then like it paints <laughs> it for you. And so, uh, okay, okay. Maybe. <laughs> it's kind of a gaudy maybe. kind of It's another Black Mirror episode <laughs> right there. <laughs> But maybe in Good a couple that. of years when we have you back again here at the Unhappy Cyclos, yeah. you'll have another medium going who on. Who knows what I'll be doing. Yeah. yeah we'll Publishing a book, perhaps. Or rapping Hope songs. So. I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Rap, rap duet. I'm now a rap artist. <laughs> there we go. And we will listen to that. Uh, well, Bree, it's been great having you. Likewise. Thanks for coming over. Thank you guys so much Hanging for having out me. Hanging out with us mm -hmm. on a beautiful sunny Sunday day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't forget, guys, check out Bree Milam at Bree Milam. That's B-R-I-E-M-I-L-A-M. And also .com with that, right? Yes. Do you have any shout outs for, uh, I know, uh, Magic Hour, perhaps? What's their tag? Yeah. So I believe they are at Magic Hour Shop. It might be Magic Hour underscore shop. But you can find the link to the upcoming workshop on my page. I always link it in my bio. You click the link and then you go to workshops and events. So okay. we don't have a date yet, but I think it's going to be March. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's such a cool, uh, cool event uh, to go to, you know? Yeah, super mm -hmm. fun. Very original. Cool space. Yeah. They also have great snacks. Yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> if anything, go for the goddamn snacks. Go yeah. for the food. Uh-huh. Eisman? I like ice cubes. Yes, you do. <laughs> and snacks. You always do. Ice cubes <laughs> and snacks. You're ready for the workshop. I yeah. am go. And remember, stay unhappy. Mm -hmm.